hey, what's up, guys? Imagine with me for a moment that you have created a work of art. And then you hire someone and you pay them thousands of dollars for one sole purpose to tell you how your work of art can be made better to go further, to go faster, and to have greater impact. That is what happened with the musical called From Patmos. And that's what I want to talk about today. What's up, everybody? So good to uh, be with you guys, and I'm excited to share with you about a musical that I wrote the music for called From Patmos. So this original musical has now become a stage film and features Michael Marr, who you guys just heard, as the Apostle John. So, of course, we know the Apostle John is a man who knew Jesus arguably um, the best during his life here on Earth. Uh, And the show features a series of flashbacks from the prison island of Patmos where uh, John has been sentenced to live out the rest of his days. And we show his transformation from being a young man with this, you know, thunderous, but very unfocused passion into becoming an unmovable, unshakable apostle of single-minded devotion to Jesus. And it's through the memories of this one man that the future of all mankind is revealed. So, I wrote 20 original songs for this show, and the script is co-written by um, a great friend of mine named Alice Larson Scott and Kelsey White. And what I love about this show is it's it's not just you know some Bible stories. We've really taken some liberties in drawing out the dynamics of relationships that John may or may not have had, specifically with yes, with Jesus, but specifically with. Mary of Bethany, Martha, and Lazarus and their family. So there's tragedy in the show, there's passion, there is adventure. And, you know, when when we were writing this show, what I really, really loved about it was that I believe that everyone can find their story in John the Beloved's story. You may remember in Mark chapter 3, verse 17. You know, as Jesus is calling his 12 disciples, he says, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them, he gave the name Sons of Thunder. And, you know, we don't know the whole backstory there, but you don't get a nickname like Sons of Thunder for no reason. And it's so interesting to me that that that's what Jesus calls them there. And of course, we know they are then transformed from being Sons of Thunder And John specifically is known as the Apostle of Love. Um, He would go on to write, of course, uh, the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then, of course, the book of Revelation. And that's that's all of our story. You know, Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that we were bound in condemnation and shame. We were lost and without hope. We were slaves to fear, anger, lust, when the Lord called our name and transformed us from being objects of his wrath, sons of thunder, to being ones who deeply love him, who've encountered the deep love of the Father. So that is the show in a nutshell. And we'll talk more about it uh, in the upcoming episodes leading up to the premiere. But I want to focus today just really briefly on how this show came to be. Now, it's a longer story that I've shared in different platforms before, so I'm not going to share the whole thing here, but 
in 2009 and 2010, a version of this show was actually written. And how did I get to be a part of that? Well, it was a shock to me as, as much as it was to anybody because I did not grow up with the desire to do arts, entertainment, musicals, films. I was not a theater geek. I didn't act. I never saw myself doing this sort of thing. Again, I'm not going to share the whole story, but the Lord sovereignly called me to do this. And he confirmed it via prophetically. And I was not thrilled. I'm just, you know, just being honest here. But I said, yes. I said, okay, if this is you, this is your deal. I'll say yes, but you really need to show me what in the world I'm doing. So a few months after that, I, I found myself in a room with some really good friends of mine named Joel Sorge, Jewel Perry, and then my sister, Danielle Rizzo, and we wrote a version of the show. And we co-wrote the script together. And I remember we would leave these gaps in the script. It was like, Justin will write a song about this. And then we'll do some, you know, there was some dialogue, some script, and then another gap. Justin will write a song about this. And I remember sitting in my writing room, which is where I'm at right now, actually, with a 1988 Korg keyboard that someone had given to me. It did not sound awesome, but it's it's what I had at the time. And I would write all these songs uh, from Patmos on this 1988 Korg uh, keyboard. I mean, just goes to show you, you don't have to have the biggest and the best to, to do something for Jesus. It's all he's looking for is a willing heart. But I remember, I'm actually staring right now in my writing room at a piece of carpet, the, the place on the carpet, where I would literally go to my knees like numerous times. I remember kneeling down, trying to write a song and just crying out to God, being like, I have no idea what in the world I'm doing. Why am I here? Why did I say yes to this? And then, you know, of course, when you have show dates on a calendar, it's like, there ain't no going back, man. Like you're in, right? You're going to disappoint so many people. There's money invested. Tickets are sold. And I remember, this is not the way to do a show, by the way, but, you know, finishing up a song that afternoon that we had at rehearsal that night at six o'clock. And so I'm like playing these melodies and these singers are singing it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. And just... The Lord was so in that process. Uh, there was also a lot of hard work, a lot of you know digging deep to tell the story and to get into the word. But God was so a part of that process. And I am forever grateful to those original three co-writers who formed this from Patmos Musical and created a version that deeply, deeply touched. We had about, I think, 11 to 12,000 people. We did nine in-person performances here in Kansas City with several thousand people. We had several more thousand join us online and uh, it did so much for the kingdom of God. And it just expressed the story of the gospel in a really, really unique perspective. So what has from Patmos been for the last 10 or 11 years? Well, largely it has been something that has just sat on the shelf. And we did a uh, original cast recording of a couple of the songs. We did a, a review of a couple of the shows for some Easter services, but largely the show just kind of sat dormant and was put on the back burner for a while. But I've written a bunch of things, done a bunch of things. And, and sometimes it's like, you know what? That was cool. It was what it was. I'm great to never, ever think about it again and just let that thing die on the shelf, you know? But with Patmos, it was always different. There was always this kind of Holy Spirit tug or a nag even at times of like from Patmos, from Patmos, from Patmos. 
So, you know, I'd get the script out and, you know, look at it and just be like, this is like such a huge undertaking. I mean, you write a, a worship song that fits on one page. It's like, oh, I wrote this song 10 years ago. I should get it out and tweak it a bit. Yeah, that verse two is weak. Let's, let's change verse two. It's like, okay, great. You can do that in an hour, half an hour, and you have another rendition of the song. For a show that had 22 songs and, you know, scenes of dialogue, if you change something in act two, scene four, well, that melody line was a remembrance of a melody line you did in act one, scene five. So now you have to change everything. And then when you get into changing pieces of the story here and there, it's like, well, it's going to feel like it was randomly put together if you just do that. So a couple of years ago, I got together with my good friend, Alice Scott, and I said, hey, I think I want to take Patmos off the shelf. What do you think? And as Alice is, I mean, Alice has been my, my writing partner. This is now the fourth show that we've written and produced together. She was like, I'm all in. Let's do it. And let me tell you, the past couple of years has been a process. We hired what's called a, a dramaturg or a dramaturgist, who is someone that basically you pay them a lot of money to tell you everything you've done wrong and to suggest some ways to fix it. So I remember she gave us back 68 pages of notes, Shredfest uh, from Patmos, 68 pages. And it was everything that was wrong with the show and some suggested changes. But I remember there was a couple of times in this document that she mentioned the songs, like, hey, maybe tweak this here and there, but like, I think this is actually pretty solid. And I think this one over here is pretty solid. Okay, maybe cut this song completely, but hey, can you write a new song here? And so we began to find these kind of beautiful pieces in the midst of this. And the inspiration started to come to say, the first show was beautiful and had deep impact but there was a, a new and a change that needed to happen to bring this thing back off the shelf and, and give it some legs to stand on. And from these 68 pages that brought much of our show to rubble, piece by piece, it began to be built back. And we are incredibly proud of what is now um, going to be premiering on March 18th. And we believe that the, the transformation that's going to happen as people see this show, as people really fall in love with Jesus through the character of John the Beloved is going to be incredibly, incredibly special. So I'm going to leave you here in a moment with playing a clip of the finale. But before I do that, I want to ask you if you would consider doing two things. One, grab a ticket. If you're here in Kansas City or if you can get here to Kansas City, Friday night, March 18th is the worldwide premiere of From Patmos. We have a red carpet event. You can get pictures with the cast. It's just going to be an amazing, amazing night. Or anywhere you are in the world, you can grab a ticket and join with us. The online tickets come with a 48-hour replay. So if you're not able to join us live because of time zones or whatever, you can still watch it for the entire weekend for 48 hours. Tickets can be purchased at frompatmos.com, frompatmos.com. So I'm going to leave you guys with the end of the finale here and be watching. We're going to be doing a couple more episodes leading up to this premiere with some cast and crew interviews. 